welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturated, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I'm joined by my lovely co-founder, Craig McDonald. Welcome back, Craig. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. <laughs> After I've made him make reels. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, need you, I need you to act like an idiot and dance like this. So. Oh, I didn't make him. I did have him have a few down for him, to, these dancing ones, but I was like, I was, I was waiting for him to get off a call. I was like, no, he's going to get the shits with this. And then we're going to end up having a massive fight. So I was like. It's only because I'm unprepared. You're like, you got to do this and this. I'm like, oh, I'm going to need more time. I, I'm like, no, you'll do it now. Yeah. Immediately. That's right. So I just did them. Um, Always been fun. Anyway, so uh, today uh, we wanted to talk about what does it actually mean or look like to be consistent with your nutrition and why it's important if you have um, body composition goals. So if you want to build muscle, uh, lose body fat, lose weight, and also improve um, your health. Because uh, it, it's it's interesting, you know, like I do a lot of calls every day. So there's myself and we have three other coaches that do um, calls with ladies that are potentially, um, you know, looking at joining our program. And, you know, I think a lot of women are new to tracking their food. Um, and we've talked about this in previous episodes. You know, I think if you've come from a restrictive dieting background where you've tracked to like eat 1,200 calories and restrict carbs and, you know, do all the dumb shit, you've probably, you know, don't really want to track because all you associate tracking with is pain and misery and, you know, never eating carbs. But that's not what this is. And I think, you know, a lot of women can struggle at the beginning, I think, Craig and not get the results they want because they don't have their nutrition dialed in and they don't really understand why it's important to get consistent with it. So we thought we'd just do a quick podcast on that today so we can help you get more consistent with your nutrition because the reward is great and you'll feel really good. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, you know, often when I have the conversations, um, you know, about like what why they get anxiety over, uh, you know, tracking or, you know, like what their previous experiences is. And, and generally, I try to boil this down. Your people fit into two categories when it comes to tracking. And it's you're, you're tracking in a reactive way or you're tracking in a proactive way. And the reactive way is where you're like, okay, what am I going to eat today? Um, I'm going to have this and then I might have some of this. Let's see if I can make that fit you know, into my macros. And they do that and then they get to the next next meal and they're like, oh, what am I going to have now? I've got, I've got some of this leftover stuff or I've got this in the, in the cupboard, whatever. I'll take these to work and then, you know, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? And then they kind of explain it in that scenario where they're, they're just, there's no pre-planning at all. If they do do some planning, they only do it for a couple of days and then they run out of that food during the middle of the week when they generally don't have time to go to the shops and do more food prep or any of that sort of stuff. So you sort of talk about that and I'm like, yeah, I can, I can absolutely see why that would be really frustrating and, and, and incredibly poor use of time constantly having to think about what you're going to eat and how you fit your macros. I'm like, that, that's just an awful way of doing things. And that, that would cause me a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. Just, I mean, just even thinking about that, would you, it's just awful. So but Craig, just before you go down this path of talking about like, you know, the different ways of tracking and why it's yeah. not stressful, I first of all think you need to just explain why is it actually important 
to get within five grams of the macro targets. And like, and yeah. what probably triggered okay. this yep. conversation is um, a client that he was speaking to was like, I just don't understand if in order for me to get the result that I want, why I have to be consistent with the nutrition and why I have to get within five grams of the macro targets. So can you talk about, I guess, like, you know, we've done the different podcasts on the phases mm-hmm. of nutrition. So like, let's say, yep. let's just talk about fat loss, right? Yep. So in order to lose body fat, you need to eat in a calorie deficit. Yes. A small calorie deficit. Yeah. Like we don't do anything crazy. Like eat 10% calories. below your maintenance calories. 10 to 15%. Okay. Yeah. So like explain why it's important then to hit the macros within five grams. Maybe talk about what macros are first and then yep. <laughs> why it's important and why you're not going to get the result if you're not accurate. Yeah, 100%. So um calories, the amount of calories that you consume is what is going to dictate you know, the fundamental changes in your body weight. The three, the, the way you hit your calories is made up of the three macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fats, right? Protein has um, four calories per one gram. Carbohydrates have four calories per one gram. Fats have nine calories per one gram, right? So in order for you to be, you know, changing your body composition pro- uh, you know, appropriately, you need to be eating enough protein, you know, and depending on your body weight and composition, you know, that might be anywhere between 120 to 150 grams, depending on the size of the person, how much lean body mass they have. So it's like, let's say it's 150, 150 times four. I can't do that math, but you work it out. That's how many calories you're going to get from protein. Then obviously fat, you generally work out next. So it might be say it's 60 grams. Let's say, for example, you're having per day, 60 times nine is however many calories. And then whatever your actual total calorie intake, you make up the rest with carbohydrates. All right. So that's generally how we kind of work it out. So that equation is based off the fact that we've put you into a caloric deficit. Let's say it's 10% below your maintenance calories. So maintenance calories is the amount of calories you need to maintain your current body weight. We need to bring you out of maintenance into a deficit in order for your body weight to start coming down. Now, the only way you can actually create a deficit is by indeed hitting your macro targets, which by default hit that calorie target to be that calorie deficit. If you do not hit that target on a consistent daily basis, when you get to the end of the week and you do your check-in and your weight hasn't changed and you go, why hasn't my weight changed? Why haven't I gotten a result? And from a coach's perspective, they would look at macros and go, well, it's because you haven't been accurate. Like I set you a macro target of 150 X amount of protein, X amount of fat, X amount of carbs to hit this calorie total. You've undereaten protein. You've massively overeaten your, your carbs and, and you're, you're massively overgrown your fat. So you've actually probably consumed more, right? Hence why your weight's stayed the same or it's gone up, whatever it's done. The point is it's like you haven't, hit those numbers accurately, which we have calculated to be a deficit. And if you don't hit those numbers, then it's just a simple case of, well, you didn't get a result because you didn't hit those numbers because those numbers are calculated for you to be in a caloric deficit. So the only thing you need to lo- do to lose weight is to be in a calorie deficit for the most part, you know, the amount of uh, calories that you're consuming. And if you don't hit that target, well, you're not in a deficit. Especially if your weight goes up, it means you're actually in a calorie surplus. I think too, Craig, like I think a good example of this is like, uh, this is a lady in our, pro- in our program. She got on one of our calls one night and um, she's been working with Craig 
And initially she was saying to me, you know, like I, I joined the program and I was eating 1600 calories, but I wasn't losing weight. Now Craig's got me eating 2000 calories or nine, whatever it was, you got her up to. And she's like, I can't believe it. I'm losing weight now. And I'm like, well, no, <laughs> you were obviously eating more than 1600 calories because it's not possible for you now that you're eating more. Like if that was actually a true deficit, and I was like, how are you doing your tracking? She's like, oh, I wasn't putting things in accurately. I wasn't weighing things. So you obviously weren't eating 1,600 calories. Hence, yeah. if you were, you'd probably be losing more weight. But what Craig got to do is really start planning out and prepping, eating more similar foods day to day, getting into, you know, like you started to talk about. And it's that accuracy. And I think that so many women go wrong because they just wing it and they don't weigh their foods and they don't get like really – accurate with it therefore yes. they're not in the deficit and then they think that they have to do crazy shit to lose weight which they don't because they don't. you think about it if you if your maintenance calories is 2000 and let's just say you did a 10 percent deficit yep that's only 200 calories so yes. unless you're accurate it's really easy to go above 200 calories e- yes. easily very easy. like yeah so and then you like it doesn't work well it does work but you sort of like you're going like like <laughs> Craig always talks about the metabolic ward studies and we were just actually discussing it before, um, you know, and I, I said to him, has there ever been anyone who's gone into this metabolic ward study where they've been given a diet and they can only ever eat what's given to them and no one can bring food in? I said, has anyone never ever lost weight or gained weight? He said, not one. There never. is a 100% success rate. And there's thousands, thousands of, of metabolic ward studies, thousands that have been done <laughs> over the last 40 years, thousands. Yeah. And in, so, every, in, in every single case, especially more recently where they've <clears throat> really started to look at can there actually be, you know, people that are resistant to thermogenesis. And there are people that go into those studies believing 100% that they are. There's something wrong with my body. Mm-hmm. And they report what they believe they've been eating. And then when the, the people running the study just go, okay, well, this is, this is the deficit that you need to be in to be losing the weight. We're going to control all the food, right? So we're going to, we're going to put it together and you weigh it out. It. Yep. We're going to weigh it out when they get visitors come in, like their family members, because they've got to stay in there for like a month or whatever. When they, when their visitors come in, they get padded down for snacks. They've got to leave their bags <laughs> outside. Like it, it's full on, like it, absolutely no variables can enter in that. And in every 100% of cases, in every situation, the people lose almost exactly what the estimated report they should be losing based off the fact that those variables are hundred percent controlled happens in every single situation, not bar, bar none. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's really, and, and that's ultimately, again, if we see more and more research, what's ultimately come to back is that people underreport what they're actually doing. And sometimes it's not even on purpose. They just don't realize oh, maybe they're just using, a little bit too much butter when they're cooking stuff that they haven't accounted for. And they do that every day for a few meals over a seven-day period, using an extra five grams, three meals a day, that's 15 grams of butter, three, seven, 35 grams. Like all those calories. Or they don't weigh things accurately or they, they use they wrong weigh, entries. Yeah. Or, and, you might, yeah. and, and it's just that that kind of mindset of just like, oh, it's only a little bit. It's not really too much of an issue. You know, all the, all the licks and the bikes, you know, you might be scooping your, 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 your yogurt into the thing and there's – you know, still a, a spoonful on them before you wash it, you just lick the spoon. And it all seems so insignificant. But if you're doing that across the board for multiple things over a week, that that can easily blow out a 200 calorie deficit easily. Mm. And it's just, again, when we look at more of those studies, when they've done the metabolic ward and they've also added the thing around, 
getting the people to report on what they believe they're actually eating and them actually tracking and knowing what exactly they're eating. People are under report anywhere between 400 to 800 calories. Like it's, it's a significant difference. And there's even been other studies where they've actually recorded more than that. And it's just, it just happens in every, and it's always the conclusion of the people running the study that it's never a thermogenic issue. It's always a classic case of people underreporting what, what they're purposely or not, or, or not realizing, or just not, you know, like so many, like when I speak to women, they're like, oh, I sort of track and I sort of weigh stuff. And I'm like, you, you either like get in and do it hundred percent. Cause the thing is too, like what we found with our, our clients is the ones that do it more consistently and they eat similar things and there's less room like variables, you can actually get their calories higher and they're still losing weight because yep. there's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, amazing. Because again, what, what people can actually diet on is usually a lot of, a lot higher than what people think. Like people, yeah. when you say the words calorie deficit, people think, oh, 1200 calories, 1200 calories. And then I'm like, for most people, their BMR. So just their basal metabolic rate, yeah. before they even act, add the activity is higher than that. So under no circumstances, should you ever need to get anywhere close to that? Unless you're like 16 for a comp. Yeah, yeah. Unless, you, unless you're really, really small. tiny, but yeah, even then tiny. it's like, but even, even then, then, like you don't, you yeah. don't need to. Like, it, like if you're if you're in a situation where you have to get to that, like th- there are other issues that you need, other health issues that you yeah, need. You'll to be fucked basically if you're doing yeah. that. Any yeah. clients so, that we've so, come on, we say been, you need to do that. Yeah, but we, yeah, you never need to be on that low. We never, yeah. you never have to clients who look at look at like there's a lady that's working with Craig at the moment. She's lost, and she's so funny too. I just, I she'll be, she'll be listening to this. She'll know who she is. <laughs> She's a classic. And uh, she's lost, she lost like two and a half kilos in the first week, two weeks eating, what, 2,100 calories. And she kept trying to make Craig like drop her calories. And he's like, no. Yeah. Like, you- but, but, but again, that, but it's not like any guesswork. I'm just like, yeah. the, we want to be losing between 0.5 and 1% of the body weight. These are the parameters in which we make those decisions on whether we need to drop it or not. And it's just like when you're hitting those or hitting above those, and especially when it's only been in the early stages, like you've got to give things uh, enough time to work. But what it means is that could be two, three, four weeks. Yes, that means you need to track everything and you need to understand everything that's going into your mouth. And you need to, as I was alluding to before, people play play the reactive game where they just constantly thinking about food and how they can make things fit within the macros as opposed to people who actually build their own meal plan to the macros that they've been given and they prep their food for like seven days in advance so they don't have to think about it and they just kind of eat the same structure or the same foods each day and they just get into this food groove as Mm. i've very loosely coined it where they just like they don't even think about food they just wake up in the morning they just when they use our app they just add their 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 meal plan template that they've already built it populates their day and all they do is follow it because they've already prepped that food it's already there available and they're literally spending 30 seconds in the food tracking part of it per day, which is bugger all, right? It's just like, yeah. that's, that's the proactive point. So when they can get proactive and you can be at a point where you're, you've got these objective metrics that you're like, this is the rate of loss that we want to see per week. Mm. This is the, the deficit that we've created to, to, to do that. If you can do your part by hitting these numbers on a consistent daily basis, you know, within the five grams either side, it, it just becomes like clockwork at that point. It's it's really, really, really quite straightforward. And I think too, like people think, oh, but Kitty, am I going to have to track strictly forever? No, but you do, if you have a specific goal, you need to get specific. And, you know, I interviewed a client, I'm releasing the podcast next week, actually. Oh, you would have already listened to it. 
by the time this comes out, um, Leanne, and she's been out of the program for like three years, I think, and she said she doesn't track anymore, but she knows because she tracked for 12 months consistently. And she says sometimes she will go back and track because she said, oh, if I ever feel a bit tired, I'll just go and put my food in what I've eaten for a day just to give myself a spot check and make sure that I'm eating enough. Um, and, you know, because that's, that's, a, that, that's yeah. a position that anyone can get into. Yeah. Yep. Like there's there's nothing particularly special about that. It's just like when you develop a skill well enough and you've been doing it for so long, you just know how to do it well. Mm. That in, in Leanne's case, it's just like she looks better than ever because that foundation was built and she just knows how to do it how based on how she feels and what she needs. Mm. You know, and you know, like you can eyeball things and look and know like how, how much, you know, if I eat two eggs and a piece of steak and a piece of fish and a cup of, like you'll know you'll get your protein, for example, yeah. per day. And then you can sort of, you know, auto-regulate it. Like Craig, like if you're at maintenance, maintenance is a range, maintenance calories. Like it's not like, you know, it might be plus or minus 100 calories. So, you know, like we still um, – you know, prep all our food and track all our food. But like as an example, we went out on the weekend to um, this Mexican place and we had, Craig had one drink. He actually, Craig never drinks. It was the first alcoholic drink he's had in how many years? Uh, like A long time. Five yeah. years, maybe? Three maybe, years? Maybe, yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, I feel pissed after one drink. Yeah. I, I, I had two. It's quite nice. Um, that was so good. They were these Patron margaritas. They were the bomb. I was like, oh, let's have 10. You know, Leopard never changed it. Not that I had 10, but I wanted to have 10. Um, deep down, I'm just a drunk. Hey, you would have had 10 before the fucking dinner. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, this is so I just amazing. can't do it so anymore. Salty, just, so fruity this makes me feel oh so shit. Oh, can I, excuse me, can you bring me another one of these? This is yeah, like, I wish. You I, wish. I just wish you could drink and not feel so God, shit the next so day. Amazing. So amazing. So sad. <laughs> That's oh. what turns me off, except for Christmas Day. I got really loose on Christmas Day. I think we'll remember if she's listening to this podcast. <laughs> so it fell off the wagon. But anyway, you know, but, but um, you know, we had the Mexican. We obviously didn't track it. And then we had some ice cream after. And we actually, I was still hungry when we got home because we went to dinner so early at like five o'clock. Mm. So we had some sourdough with sliced cheese and a bit of Vegemite and butter and a Coke <laughs> before we went to bed. So, you know, obviously we didn't track that. But, you know, if you're, when you're at maintenance, it's a, it's a range. But we planned and prepped all the other food for the week. Yeah. You know, so really consistent. So, you know, I think that's a really great I, – I like I like the planning and prepping because, you know, if I don't eat a certain amount and balance my meals and get enough carbs in, I just don't sleep very well and I just don't have good energy. So it's really yeah. important to me. And also, you know, I want to maintain how I look and maintain my weight. And if I ate, you know, 3,000 calories, 3,500 calories, I'd probably – I'd put on body fat, obviously. So I think, obviously, yeah. you know, like you can't – even if when your metabolism is good and you're active, you still can't eat so many calories and not expect to gain weight. Like there's a ceiling for everyone. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. You know, but I think – I Still think, an energy balance equation <laughs> at that's the end right. of the day. But I, I – you know, like I think – both ways. I, I think back to how I was, you know, prior to meeting you and finding Emma, and I just feel like now I've got a really good balance – you know, if I want to lose body fat, I know what to do. Yep. If I want to gain muscle, I know what to do. Yep. You know, I just, we have a good balance of planning and tracking during the week. And it's really, because, you know, we're so busy. It's great just to be able to have everything ready to go. Mm. Um, but then, you know, we can still go out for a meal on the weekend and enjoy it and not yep. worry about like, you know, some lady messaged me goes, oh, do you get them to make a special pew for free meal? I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> we just eat the food, you know, like. It doesn't but, but, gonna- like, I, like I wouldn't go out and eat like. You know, fish and chips, fish and chips, you're dirty that's been cooked in. Like, I, I won't eat that. Like, I always eat 
quality you choose, food. but they're probably sometimes cooked in not optimal Some, oils, but it doesn't but it matter. Would, like it's what you do most of the time that yeah. counts. Like if you occasionally yes. have a meal, like if you're eating fucking canola oil at every meal, you'd probably like, well, that's not great. Yeah. But, you know, I think that what we're trying to say is that there is going to be phases where you have to be strict, you know. And, and, and I, I think also, um, you know, that what you sort of mentioned before when people sort of say, oh, look, am, am I – how long have I got a track like this? Like, am I going to have a track like this forever? And it's just like often those questions come up like right at the start when someone's starting mm. a plan. Like, yeah, I've had newer clients sort of stay that. And I'm like, mm. I'm just curious the the mindset that goes behind you asking that question when you've just started a plan to get you to the result, a result that you've failed to get for a long time because of what you've been doing. And it's just like, well, here's all the stuff that we're going to need to do. And the first thing is like, am I going to have to do this like forever? Am I going to have to track like this forever? And it's like, well, obviously not. But it's interesting that, 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 that what's kind of driving that question. It's just like, you like the idea of <clears throat> getting the result and looking better and improving all these things, but you really don't like the, the new skills that are going to have to be developed and the preparation and things that are going to have to go into it that are, that are going to be conducive to getting that result. You know, like it's, it's kind of like that, you know, I really like this, but I really don't want to do all of the work to get into it because yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Really, you know, and sometimes you know, people are just really oblivious to it and they really don't know. And that's totally fine. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, if you're going in, you're like, I want this result and, and I've got a long way to go. And it's going to take me some time to get that. I've got to go all in and I've got to be prepared to get uncomfortable and do things that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not used to, I'm going to have to learn some new things and, and that's going to require time and commitment. And it's just, you know, it, it really comes back to an attitude at the end of the day, you know, the people, you know, who want that result and they, they really want to, they just come in, they just go, okay, just tell me what I need to do. You know, like, how do I execute this? How do we do it? Lay it all out, whatever. Okay, I need you to do this. And you do okay, cool, I'll do that. It's just very much like a can-do attitude as opposed to pushing back. And, I, and I've actually had that with clients too, where they're like, you know, but I shouldn't have to do that. Like, and, should I, and I'm, I just look at them and I'm like, why are you fucking arguing with me? Who's the expert here? Right? Like, you're the one who's just paid me a shit ton of money to get this result. And I've spent the time laying this all out. And I'm telling you, this is exactly what you need to do. And now you're arguing with me about that you don't want to do these things and you shouldn't have to do them. And I'm like, that's the attitude that got you here in the first place. Oh, I've done other weight loss diets before and they've been much easier. I'm like, why did you pay so much more money to do this particular coaching and not go back and to do those ones? And it's just, it, it kind of gets to this sort of blank stare where it's just like, none of those things worked. And you really, you're better off just saying, look, I really don't like the fact that I have to do all this. This, is, this feels like a lot of work and whatever. And I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, okay, cool. That's fine. We'll work to it together and I'll absolutely support you. And I'll give you as much um, strategies and, and as, as much as you need in order to get the result. But yes, unfortunately, for any good result with anything in life, you're going to have to put the work in. And that does mean that you're going to have to put the work in for a while to, to get you out of the newbie phase so you actually understand this on a deeper level. But I can guarantee you, if you can shut the fuck up and just suck it up and just go all in with it, if you can do it for even just a couple of months properly, everything will change light bulb moments will happen constantly and then all of a sudden you'll just have this i get it 
uh, I get why I need to do this. I can see things are changing. I can see how much better I'm feeling. I can see my sleeper. I can see why I need to train this way in the gym. I can see, I can see all these shit. Okay, cool. I get it. Mm. Right? I think, yeah. yeah. You, you, it, it, it's, and you've got to ask yourself, like, do you want to be the same as what you are now in yeah. five years' time? Like, honestly, it's so worth it to, like, wake up every day and feel really, – because obviously it's just not what, what about what you look like because it's easy to starve the fuck out of yourself and look skinnier and leaner and look good. But it's about getting to a place where you feel happy in your skin and strong and, you know, that you feel good in your clothes, that you can sleep through the night and yeah. you've got a regular, like, you know, symptom-free cycle, no menopause, when you've got energy, you know, waking up every day and feeling awesome, you know, kicking ass at your training. You know, you just, it, it is worth it. It's worth putting the effort into learning. Um, and it's like, what's, what other choice do you have? Mm-hmm. Stay the same, keep reverting back to 1200 calories yeah. and keto and fasting. And, but, but I'm like, how else, how else are you going to get there? Like, <laughs> like what, what, what else are you going to like? How there's no, there's nothing there's else. No other way. <laughs> and often that's a bit, well, you're the expert. Like, I don't know. You need to tell me. And I'm like, I just fucking out. laid it out for you for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Calm down, Courtney. But I guess what we're trying to say is like, just stop dicking around and get consistent with your nutrition. So let's quickly talk about, so you want to make sure, so with the tracking, Craig mentioned within five grams of the macro target. So I think the key is to- Can I I just clarify that? Yeah. Five grams either side, above or below for carbs. Carbs Three grams is- Ideally for for fats, just because there's there's more calories per gram, over double per gram. So it was five, five, and three. And the best way to do that is plan ahead. And even if like, um, because some weeks what I'll do is, like I'll plan the week, um, but then, you know, the night before I might think, oh, tomorrow I just want some different snacks. So always make sure I go in and make sure the next day is mapped out. And I know exactly what I'm having and the weights of everything. So then you don't, you're not, the next day, you're not fucking around. You get to the day, you're like, oh shit, I've got to eat like 30 grams of protein and I've got no fat left. You you never want to like add libit. You don't, you just like always have and have things in the fridge. Like I always have, like I love Greek yogurt. It's a great snack. I love low fat cheese slices. These Gilesburg cheese slices, they're a great snack. Jerky, we always have in the fridge. Yes. Lots of fruit, dried fruit you know, milk, um, you know, things that if you just get stuck, you can grab like at the moment I've been having um, stealing Craig's rice pudding and having jerky after my post-workout mm, snack, which is good. awesome. Um, you know, so those things are easy to sort of plug in the night before and play around with, you know, use our clean casing to top of our protein sometimes. But I think the key is planning ahead yep. and not – and you just got to spend that time on the weekend and making sure you've got sort of everything prepped and ready to go and keep it simple if you haven't got much time. Um, you know, and you can make, like, I made this amazing because both of us were like, oh, we haven't had chili con carne for ages and we just really felt like it. So I made a big batch and it's five dinners for us. Um, put the recipe in, uh, in our tracker. And, yeah, that will we'll probably have that a couple of times a week for the next two and a half weeks in the deep freezer. So that's super easy. Just put the recipe serve in, you know. We had that we've been having pasta shells with it, which is awesome. Mm. So, you know, just things like that. Make up simple recipes, freeze them, have the snacks ready to go. Make sure you always plan events. Don't be tracking on the fly. Yeah. Because. Uh, well, that's where that whole discipline equals freedom sort of thing. If you can yeah. if you have the discipline to do your food prep, then you get you know, on a Sunday and then you get all the freedom during the week because you don't need to think about it. It's one yeah. less thing that you need to think about. Yeah. And it's just, it's, you know, that's such a trade-off. It's just like, you know, sure, you don't have to do free prep and you can be reactive, but you're going to be using up so much of your time and creating more stress about what you're trying to do, especially if you've got a fat loss goal. 
Yeah. Like you've, you've, you, you can't, there's very little wiggle room that you have with that when you're creating calorie deficit and it's so easy to fuck it up. Mm. And it's just, you know, at the end of the day, if you have that discipline to just go, okay, let's build my meal plan and let's build this out for the next seven days. And then whatever I build, I've got to stick to it until, you know, Sunday next week when I go and do my grocery shopping or whatever it is. And that's it. If I want to make some changes to it, then I, I can do it then. But generally it's just like, you should be able to set it up for your week that it's just like, I already know on Sunday what I'm going to be eating on Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Like I already know ahead what I'm going to be doing. And it's just, there, there's something so powerful in that. Um, planning that food ahead, it doesn't mean it needs to be boring. You should obviously be planning foods that you enjoy that are very nutrient dense and are going to give you all the things that are going to make you feel the best, um, you know, and, and, and it, but it just, if you take the time to just do that planning, it can be really exciting. You can have some really, really cool meals that you look forward to, which it should be. It always should be based off enjoyment first. Mm. And then once you get into that rhythm, you have one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. You'll see results. You'll start feeling amazing. You'll start feeling amazing. But the other thing too is when you do fall off, right, which inevitably be will, maybe you get caught, you end up going to a work event that you weren't expecting or something like that, and you end up kind of having the food that was served there that's all, you know, fried crap or whatever. If you go a decent amount of time where you're feeling good, digestion, energies, all that, and then you have that one meal or whatever, you will wake up the next day and you'll be like, oh my God, geez, I feel pretty rubbish today. Like digestion's great and I'm feeling puffy and my eyes are all fucking swollen and maybe I've got some itchy skin and stuff like that. You'll just get used to feeling good. But I also think too, would you agree, Craig, that if you're super consistent, like seven seven meals a day, sorry, seven days, six meals a day a day it's 42 yeah yep. so if you end up having like get, getting caught out or you go out to dinner and eat one meal that's off the plan that's not perfectly tracked it's not gonna matter it's, it's not gonna matter it doesn't it's, matter it's, it's like a, pro- providing that's not like a, a as long as you don't go and have a whole large stuff. pizza and, and a bottle and, of wine yeah. obviously yeah, yeah but yeah. like if you were you know say you were having fish and potatoes at home and you got caught out and you're like oh i had to have this this steak with some you know like like a fried rice or something was whatever they were serving. It's just like, well, it's not too different or maybe you had to have a. Maybe you had a bit more fat, but just eat, like eyeball it, don't go crazy. Like it's not going to matter. It's it's not going to be a, that kind of meal is not going to be, you know, much of an issue, you know? Mm. And I think some people can get really kind of bogged down. It's like, oh, well, I've gone to sushi and how am I going to track all this? And I'm like, well, just don't eat like an asshole. Like get some (laughs) tuna rolls, you know? Don't eat the deep fried fucking Yeah, just get get some of the the, the salmon rolls or the the, the wagyu wagyu and rice. Like if you have a few of those, you'll find that you'll get pretty full eating that pretty quickly. And it's, you know, sure, it might be a little bit more than what you eat, but it's not going to be crazy. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's probably going to have a negligible effect. So I I think it's just important to, if if you're that on point with everything else and you have this one meal, it's probably not going to be the end of the world. Mm. But but like anything, you just you want to if your goal is to lose as much fat as possible within a certain time frame, you just want to kind of avoid those situations as much as possible to maximize the result mm. that you get during that time frame. Then after that, you go back to maintenance. You can have a little bit of freedom, sure. You know that, and that's where having phasic type nutrition over a six to twelve month period makes a lot of sense. It can give you those psychological breaks and give you a bit of that freedom while still ultimately getting to your goal. Mm. You know, and that's. Obviously, we're you know kind of working with a coach that lay all that out kind of makes the most sense. But if, like that's how it how it needs to be, right? Mm-hmm. You just you know if you've got a specific goal, you need to do specific things to get that specific result. Like it's just that's how it how it has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've just you you you've got to take a bit of a head down bum up approach. Mm-hmm. 
mm. a bit with it and be prepared. All right. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for coming on as always. Um, And uh, don't forget to rate and review the podcast uh, and take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. And each month I pick a winner. I pick someone who's shared a podcast episode and tag me and they get a tub of Saturay Premium uh, Collagen. So that's it from us for another week and we'll chat with you again next week. See you, bye.